And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. We are back. Uh, really doing this episode at the very last minute of the, of the day I should be recording this. Uh, if you're watching the video, and I hope you are. Yeah, I know you're not. Yeah, I am wearing a Atlanta Braves shirt. Today is the opening day for baseball. Uh, baseball is my, let's see fourth favorite sport maybe football basketball uh tennis <laughs> baseball then golf yes probably that's probably it uh but let's get to it because i'm only using one camera and apparently this thing dies out at 17 minutes uh <laughs> real quick real quick yeah uh, I, I know i said this a couple weeks ago uh, where i had to be at work uh, in my office in uh in, in atlanta georgia i had to be uh i go into work and uh, we had to be um, we had to leave early, just had to be sent home because we thought someone had the corona had the COVID nineteen was catching COVID nineteen coronavirus, and uh, turn and I was out of my my regular office for a couple of days, staying at home, and then I had to work on a different floor. Boring story. Yesterday, I I was sent home early because the same exact thing happened. Uh, but I didn't. But but I go back. I go to work today, and uh, and we didn't have to work out of a different office. They they got it cleaned overnight, um, so that's that's all well and good. Uh, but it was it was nice to come home an hour early. <laughs> no, truly, I left at like three o'clock. Yeah. It was, anyway, um, but then uh, but but a couple of days ago, so like maybe on Tuesday. So now today is Thursday when I usually record the show. On Tuesday, uh, I am I I'm at work. I drink a lot of water at work. I finished my water for like the second time that day and I go to use uh, the restroom as one does. Uh, I use the restroom, toilet flushes, and I, uh, I hear this weird, just loud rumbling and crash and it is just this big, just, it's something you shouldn't hear in a home, a business, an office, truly anywhere. And it sounded like a car had driven through pipes. <laughs> and so it was this giant crash, just to, like shaking everything. And I go, wow, my flesh did that. And uh, if my urine can do that, then boy, oh boy, what, what else can my body do? And so uh, I go, that's weird, you know, and it, it lasts for several, like too long, several seconds. It shouldn't even happen in the first place. I go to the sink, uh, I turn the sink on, the water starts sputtering. And uh, I, I wet my hands, uh, I get some soap, and I start lathering up for the 20 seconds we're washing. The water starts sputtering. I pull my hands away because I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, the toilet is still flushing. It's still going on at this point. And the water in the sink starts turning yellow. Now, sometimes in old homes, in old offices, in old buildings, uh, the, uh, the, the pipes will rust and you can in and in the rust you can see in the water. Um, this building is fairly new, <laughs> and there's no rust in those pipes. Uh, I one thousand percent, and I will not recant on this. One thousand percent believe that something happened. A pipe bursted or ruptured, and the the toilet pipes are close to the hand washing the sink pipes, and that my urine <laughs> somehow made it into the sink. Because it was shooting out. So I try, so there's like four sinks in the bathroom. I try one sink, that's, I go, that's disgusting. I try another sink, that's disgusting. My hands are still covered with like just a bunch of soap. And uh, I go, you know what, I'm done. 
I'm not using the bathroom the rest of the day. I, uh, I, got, you know, I, I get some paper towels. I wipe off my hands. I throw it away. Go back to my office. Just spray down with hand sanitizer. And I'm disgusted. I tell, I tell one of the execs and I, uh, who still comes in. I go, I go, That's, it, this just happened and it was gross. And, uh, and he, said, he said, ew, that's effing disgusting. I'm going to tell the building. I assume he told the building uh, I used the restroom today and nothing was the matter. But also, that's the worst. It, it's the, I, live, I, I not live. I, uh, I work on the worst floor uh, when it comes to uh, toilet stuff, because uh, the editors are disgusting people and uh, they poop everywhere all the time. So here we go. Anyway, let's move on to the first story. This comes from Variety, written by Mackenzie Nichols, and I, this just came in today, so I have not even, nary even looked at it. Michael B. Jordan, Marad and Broadway Theater Coalition unveiling racial injustice initiatives. So I spoke last week on how um, TV shows and movies are just are hiring uh, people of color, and uh, which is good and everything, uh, kind of like a knee jerk reaction. But uh, Broadway has had this long life, and yet there's not a lot of Broadway actors like uh, Broadway actors of color. Uh, don't really go as far as their uh, white counterparts. So Michael B. Jordan and some uh, a trio of uh, what I'm reading, uh, Broadway insiders, have unveiled separate initiatives to advance the cause of racial injustice in the entertainment industry. Jordan has prof, uh, has uh, partnered with nonprofit organization, which is one of my favorite organizations, Color of Change, to launch the hashtag Change Hollywood Initiative. So they're going to have they actually have actual roadmaps that they're going to that they're building along with. Uh, uh, how industry leaders and executives and producers and everyone else can change their hiring practices and make people of color, you know, more prominent in the industry. And this is great because this is the second time uh, Michael has done this. Michael B. Jordan has done this. Uh, In 2018, he spearheaded the groundbreaking agreement with Warner Brothers that calls for studio to... uh, for the studio, Warner Brothers, Warner Media now, Warner Brothers, to release an annual report disclosing diversity and inclusion statistics for all of the company's various TV, film, and digital production. Now, you'll recall, I did an episode of News Time uh, about a year after Francis McDormand went up on the stage of the Academy Awards and said, inclusion initiative, and people were like, uh, what's inclusion initiative? Well, what's an inclusion writer? What's an inclusion writer? What's an inclusion writer? And, um, and you know, every, the trades and news companies, organizations all around the world were going like, this is what an inclusion writer is and this is how it works and blah, blah, blah. Uh, layman's terms, uh, you have a, if you're famous, you have a writer, like if you're Justin Bieber and you go to perform at a venue and you say, I want green M&Ms and a pineapple uh, in the green room, then they're going to have green M&Ms and a pineapple in the green room. Well, hopefully they'll have that. And like an Xbox, like, you know, say I want an Xbox hooked up to an LG TV. They'll have an Xbox, you know, stuff like that. Um, so this is great. This is wonderful. And, uh, and so that was that year. And then the year following Michael B. Jordan and Ava DuVernay, you know, everybody at these, at these uh, awards ceremonies, they, they can talk a big game. They can stand up and clap at these things, but they don't really do anything about it. Um, and the following year, Michael B. Jordan and Ava DuVernay, both doing their own separate things, uh, Ava DuVernay hired a, a bunch of, for the following, for that season, for that following season of Queen Sugar, she hired only female directors, and I believe most of them were female directors of color. And then uh, Michael B., he, his company was looking to do the parody thing with like 50% people of color uh, working on productions and 50%, you know, uh, 
whites, which is which is great. Uh, however, you don't see that with everybody else. No one else is doing that. No one else is is doing that, and no one else is like and it. And it I mean, and you know, I said this a couple of weeks ago about um, famous people giving money to. Uh, I don't know if I said this or not. I think this might have been something I said in my head to myself. Uh, but the weekend. And Drake and a bunch of like other famous people, they give they during this pandemic they gave you know five hundred grand to, you know, uh, World Kitchen. What is that called? What's World Kitchen? I think that's what it's called. I gave them ten dollars. I don't know why I said this, uh, but anyway, uh, and and it became news stories. But you know, Drake and The Weeknd and the, everybody else, they don't mention that. You know, it's the the companies, all right, I guess, uh, or the management or somebody else is mentioning that for them. Um, uh, but I'm, anyway, that's not to say that this should that should apply to this. Um, Michael B. Jordan's doing a great job really trying to, you know, people talk about him being handsome and uh, and so funny. And uh, but you know what? He's also a philanthropist. All right. And he cares about the uh, people of color and women. I don't know about women. I think this is just for people of color. <laughs> so this is great. I'm glad to see that happen. Uh, next up, we have uh, so Conan went back. He went back to the studio, and now well, he's doing he's doing shows at Largo. He's doing live stuff at Largo, and then Fallon is back in his studio. He came back last week inside his studio. Redesign it looks really nice, and I wonder if they're going to keep that. I wonder if that was you know these late night. Um, Late night hosts, they periodically redo their sets and everything. So uh, I wonder if they're going to uh, keep Fallon's new Tonight Show set because it looks really great. The dark wood is just perfect for that show. And it feels very intimate. And it's like him, uh, Black Thought, Questlove, and the guy, I believe his name, who plays piano for um, <laughs> piano. I just typed in piano for. <laughs> and it just said piano for sale. Uh, his name is James, I believe. James, let's see, uh, piano player. Let's just type in piano player for the roots because that is how you do it. His name is James Poiser. And how did I know his name was James? Oh, because I like the roots. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Uh, so Fallon is back and, uh, again, pared down crew and everything. And so that's nice to see. And so 30 Rocket and uh, CBS this morning, uh, two of their hosts are back and uh, today's show, I don't think has ever. Well, no, they did leave. They did leave for a little bit. Uh, so, so now, I mean, obviously, it's you can't bring everybody back in the studio, and you can, and everybody's got to be socially distant and all that stuff. Uh, but it's now it's going to be interesting because we're coming into the television season, starting after uh, the Emmys happen in September. I believe that's when they're happening this year. So, we need to have shows start coming back and uh that brings me to this this is from variety saturday night live plots return to studio with production studio production written by brian steinberg uh lauren michaels and nbc are trying to figure out a way to do the show from their studio and i think it's i think it's incredibly possible i mean you don't need this uh, you know watching conan and steven colbert and um john oliver and samantha b and dacis amiro and um Seth and Jimmy and Jimmy and uh, whoever's hosting Jimmy Kimmel Live right now, watching them host their shows without an audience has only made you, has only made me rather appreciate the format of late night even more. Uh, Conan, especially when he was doing the, I think he did like two weeks straight 
of only interviewing uh, uh, people of color uh, after the George Floyd, during the George Floyd protest, rather. And uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon is, uh, he's really good at at least keeping the energy up and and bringing in when when he was at home, bringing his family in. Uh, Seth Meyers has been slowly going crazy, uh, which is great. I think, and and as has uh, uh, Stephen Colbert, I I really do think that that they, that this is flourishing and it's bringing about a new age of uh, late night television. And so with uh, Saturday Night Live coming back in in, uh, in into the studio for the forty sixth season, they can they can do things like they did on uh, SNL at home for those for those sketches that they've never done before, which is something that I th- I think will change SNL uh, for the better. They're not going to have to pander to the audience and uh, have, you know, long applause breaks because uh, Matt Damon appeared as uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Um, this is, this is, I mean, the, obviously you can still have the cameos, but I just don't like the, uh, I don't like the slowdown of the action. I just watched um, Gary Goldman's The Great Depression on HBO. Um, and it was, uh, I don't watch a lot of stand-up for a specific reason. And that was so good thoroughly enjoyed it and uh it's it's just about him and coming out about his depression and how he was just dealing with it just truly wonderful and i have uh never never agreed with someone more in stand-up uh but this is this is this is going to be something different if the producers can pull it off is uh, what brian steinberg uh, wrote here um I, I mean, you know, what's up with that? They pulled that off in quarantine. So who's to say this is what's up with that is my favorite SNL anything. So who's to say uh, who's to say this? This is going to, you know, so it's coming back. Everybody's going to be there. Uh, let's see. Plans for coming SNL season aren't typically revealed until the end of the summer. Some cast members have growing spate of commitments. Kate McKinnon's got a. A dramatic Hulu series. Kenan Thompson, Eddie Bryden, and Michael Che have other projects going on, but we'll see how this goes. I want to. I want this to flourish. Speaking of things that have flourish, hey, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about the main thing that there is to talk about. Going to break right now, baby. <laughs> and we're back from break. We're back. If oh, if only you could see the the twenty seconds I spin here alone. <laughs> Let me reset this clock. All right, let's get back to it. Opening today is opening uh, opening day for baseball. They uh, the uh, Washington. Uh, uh, I think it's uh, who, who's playing. Who's playing today? It's Washington, and, and I only know it's Washington because uh, I keep saying Washington. <laughs> no, I just I just heard it <laughs> on the television. Uh, and Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, threw out the first pitch, opening day in uh, D.C. It's the Yankees and the Nationals. And, uh, again, I'm not baseball's biggest fan, but this is very exciting to watch. And also basketball is starting, and the Mavericks are playing right now, and I didn't know they were playing. <laughs> I was making dinner, and then I ate dinner, and I watched like four episodes of Nathan for You in a row because uh, I'm in that kind of mood. Why did this not start? Okay. So it's very exciting to see these things done. I thought, like, I would, you would think baseball would be the easiest thing to be done. Uh, you know, and they've been playing soccer all over the world for the past uh, couple of weeks. 
I even like soccer. But you better believe that when I turned on Sports Center in the morning after I finished working out. Speaking of working out, I saw uh, Bowflex was having a sale on its um, adjustable kettlebells. And for the past three days, they're $150 each. And they go from 8 pounds to 40 pounds. And for the past three days, I have literally just been going to the website and looking at them and going, should I drop the money? Should I drop the money? Because uh, I don't want to go back to the gym uh, right now. It's I don't trust people. <laughs> um, and, um, and I'm thinking, man, should I drop three? It's free shipping too. And there, so there's no taxes and, and any of that stuff. So I'm just like, should I drop it? Should I drop it? Should I drop it? And then uh, today I go to the site and it just says out of stock. And I go, well, I guess the universe made the decision for me. Because they're David, they're they're dumbbells. They're uh, they're adjustable dumbbells. Both the uh, the one that goes to fifty two pounds and the one that goes to ninety pounds. Both of them have been out of stock since March. And then they had they just truly like three weeks ago introduced something that's like a um, a curl bar and a straight bar, and it goes up to like a hundred. It goes up to eighty pounds. And you, you can buy extendable weights for one hundred and twenty. And, uh, it's like, it's like five or 600 bucks and it went up to for sale for like a, a couple of days and it just went out of stock too. And, um, so now you can't buy any of their, any of their weights and I'm so pissed because I want the weights, uh, but also they cost like half of rent. <laughs> so obviously I can't buy anything. Uh, when I could go, you know, go back to the gym, you know, spend that for a month. Uh, but I don't want to do that. You know, it's. I feel like it'd still be dirty. Like, I just don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to have to, you know, go and wear a mask or anything in a gym. Um, but there you go. So even I'm afraid to go out to places. When I run on Saturdays, it's crazy. Cause like I'll go to Whole Foods and, and Trader Joe's and Target. So if you want to murder me, I go to one of those three stores and on Saturday, every single Saturday morning. And I come back, so I go at like 7 o'clock when they open, and then I finish up around 8, 8.30. I get home, I stretch it out, and then uh, by the time I start running, it's like 9 o'clock in the morning, it's hot outside. And uh, and people are, again, I live near this uh, thing called the Beltline in Atlanta, it's like a man-made trail, and it goes through uh, part of the city. And uh, And when I run... I don't run on that, but I do run on adjacent places and streets and everything. And sometimes I come back just for like the last the last half mile of my run to, to, to run on that. And people don't move or like you, like they, they like block paths with how they're walking and, Oh my God, it's just, geez. And you know, you can say, Oh, well, why don't you run around? Then why don't you run around? Like I'm just, I specifically going this way so I could get back to my house quicker. <laughs> oh my gosh. But soon enough, I will, I will have moved a block away. <laughs> now nah, it's like, yeah, it's like three or four blocks. Hey, Disney just pulled off uh, Mulan off of the uh, calendar for the year, and Avatar and Star Wars movies have been delayed by one year. You know, I want to I want to come out and say this right now. Uh, I know I don't like Star Wars. I know I tried super hard, but having Disney Plus and only and I and truly, I genuinely I genuinely have only spent seven dollars a month for the past couple of months uh, since it came out to watch The Simpsons. Um, I don't want to watch anything else. I don't want to watch Bonkers. I don't want to watch Disney's Duck, which I discussed ex- extensively last week. Uh, so maybe I should start watching Star Wars. I'm not going to, but every time I see like uh, uh, Han, Han Solo and uh, Episode Three and all that crap up there, I go, you know what? Maybe I should try. It. Maybe I should give it a try. Maybe I should give it a try. And then I think, 
I think back to when uh, John Boyega was announced as a starman, and people were mad because he's because uh, he, he's a he's a stormtrooper and he's a black man and he can't. There's no black stormtroopers. And then I said, no, thank you. <laughs> and you know what? It wasn't all the fans, but it was enough of them to make a news story. So I said, no, thank you. I'm not going to watch this anymore. And I never did. But then I, but now I see this picture of uh, Harry Potter on Deadline. And Harry Potter's about to leave HBO Max. And I'm thinking, do I want to watch Harry Potter? I've seen Harry Potter before. I've only seen the movies once. And I just don't care. And I'm thinking, do I want to watch Harry Potter? And I don't really. But they're on HBO Max. So I might as well. All right, let's get into this next story. Speaking of HBO Max. This comes from Deadline, written by Dade Hayes. H. Harry Potter. H. Harry Potter. Here we go. H. Harry Potter. That's like the, uh, that's like a, uh, Harry Potter's a, uh, he, 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 he used to be, he used to be a wizard and now he's a wizard lawyer and he, and he just works, he does divorce law, he does divorce court. He's, he's like really fat and he goes, I'm Harry Potter. Every commercial is, I'm Harry Potter and look what I can wizard for you. And every, and he has a wand with him and it transitions and it shoots out magic and it transitions to like a different camera shot. Camera angle. He goes, do you, you're sick of your wife and uh, she a muggle and you're a wizard? Well, I'm going to get you your, all the money you, you, you deserve. <laughs> you live with a bunch of fat relatives and you're trying to emancipate yourself. Come to H. Harry Potter, wizard lawyer extraordinaire, Esquire. 23 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So. Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, uh, movies are going to be leaving these services uh, periodically. Peacock had, has just launched, and um, it's already losing The Matrix and, I believe, some of the Bourne movies. Um, but even for, for HBO Max, you know, when it launched, uh, formerly, it had, it, like within like two weeks, it had a last chance thing, and... Um, you saw like some DC movies you're gonna leave, like Batman and uh, and uh, Batman versus Superman, and the and the, and the rest, uh, Wonder Woman, you know, and so some of these movies are leaving so fast, and uh, and they're, but they're going to different places. Uh, Jurassic Park is going to Netflix, and uh, I don't know where the Matrix is going, but the reason why these movies are 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 leaving so soon after they after the services start is uh well a for peacock it's already it peacock has been out for two months uh if you were an x a comcast xfinity x1 and a flex subscriber you got peacock the early trial for free uh but b which is the main reason for hbo and uh peacock in this case in these cases are that these movies these studios had already signed agreements with other streaming platforms. So while Jurassic Park did launch with Peacock, technically, uh, Netflix has probably already signed the rights, you know, for August, for August. And, you know, and they have exclusivity rights for a couple of months. Um, and you see that happening. And uh, people think it's a I mean, that, that's just how that's just how it that's how these things work. Uh, licensing, and this is from the article, licensing and distribution has become a dense thicket for business affairs and legal terms uh, teams to slice their way through, with properties assumed to be in-house often winding up elsewhere, somewhere else, due to le uh, legacy deal-making. 
Until quite recently, and even still in many cases, licensing by titles to third parties was the way of the world. And now you have these companies trying to get the movies that, that they own. So, you know, Disney is trying to get all the Star Wars and Marvel movies on their service. Uh, Warner, it being HBO Max's best interest to have all the Warner properties. Uh, but, you know, it just that's just how the uh, the 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 ball lands. I don't know. Anyway, that's I just I just thought that was interesting. Nice way to next nice thing to bring up. I want to see uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci throw up this uh, first ball pitch. This first ball pitch over there on opening day. Dr. Anthony Fauci, this is the one this is the one respite he has and even still he's wearing a mask walking out here uh wearing this jersey. I wonder if Fauci lives I'm watching this live. So <laughs> I wonder if Fauci lives in uh in Washington. I wonder if he has two houses. I like to believe he has two houses. I like to believe that when he was oh, that's not a good pitch, Fauci. That's not a good pitch, brother. <laughs> Says the guy who probably couldn't do that. Oh man, if I had to uh <laughs> All right, anyway. And this final thing, this comes from Vox, written by Asia Romano, how voice actors are fighting to change an industry that renders them invisible. And so this is talking about what I spoke about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, people like Jenny Slate, Kristen Bell, and Hank Azaria, and um, Mike Henry are leaving their respective characters on the animated shows that happen to be people of color. They don't have to be people of color. They are people of color. Uh, but the voice actors are white, and now they're stepping back. Um, but... And they're trying to get these shows to uh, hire people of color. Uh, you know, Kristen Bell and Jenny Slate and uh, Nick Kroll, and they, they all apologize for having uh, these people, you know, for voicing these people. Uh, but the thing is, they took the job. They, you already took the job. You knew what was going to, you knew, like, I mean, you could have known that this civil upheaval was going to happen, but you knew what you were getting into. Kristen Bell was voicing a half-black character, uh, as was Jenny Slate, Um and I mean, these characters already exist in these worlds and recasting is just, especially for a show like Big Mouth, that's four seasons in right now. That's that's already, you're already behind the curve on that. Um, and The Simpsons, you know, Apu, they haven't even had Apu in, as, a, as like a big secondary character in years, except for the episode he did with uh, Akar Ambakar. Except for the episode, not the, char- not the cartoon character he did with Utkarsh, um, but... Uh, you know, that when he voiced it. Anyway, he voiced a character in that show. He was uh, Apu's nephew years ago. Okay, so uh, for increasing number of white actors, it's time to share responsibility to pass the microphone to actors of color. For the time being, voice actor Allegra Clark from, Sa- Clark from Sailor Moon and Fortnite told me an email, it's important for white actors to take a step back. And, okay, whatever. Uh, those opportunities have, however, been a vanishing vanishingly rare i believe that um the lauren bouchard let me uh let me double check this lauren bouchard even as recently as the past january bob's burgers creator lauren bouchard took a what can you do approach uh a telling variety that he needed to cast white actress Kristen bell as a biracial character in his upcoming apple tv plus cartoon central park and this is a quote from him Kristen needed to be molly we couldn't not make her molly he said, but 
then we couldn't make Molly white and we couldn't have Christian mixed race. We couldn't make Christian mixed race. So we just had to go forward. Uh, that's kind of like a F you approach to the whole thing, which I don't appreciate. Um, um, but, and then, and then you, uh, Bob Waksberg, uh, from, uh, uh, Bojack Horseman. He had, oh God, Alison Brie. She was voicing a Vietnamese character, I believe. And, you know, these their voice acting is a uh, a different world from regular acting, uh, where that you can you're supposed to be able to play literally any character. Uh, Phil Lamar is a black voice actor, and he's he plays uh, John Stewart for the Justice League show in the early two thousands. But he also plays Asian uh, character Samurai Jack, uh, and and he he like he truly voices so many di- aliens he voices uh people of color he voices uh white people um because uh, he just has that kind of voice um but you know it's we live in a different time now and uh and it's just it's it's if it's tough for people of color to even land these roles in the first place um where that you know for look at look at big mouth who's the only person of color on that show that's a you know, Gina Rodriguez and Jordan Peele are the only two people of color, uh, and they play characters of color. Uh, it's it's high time. No, it's time for uh, it's time for voice actors of color to reclaim their spots because um, this is different from you know Peter Sellers putting on brown face. Uh, there's plenty of Indian actors that could hire for that part uh, or Mickey Rooney uh, putting on yellow face and uh, or yellow teeth rather. Uh, but they, they, sorry, I'm so sorry. Please don't kill me or cancel me. Uh, no, don't kill me either. There's for voice acting. I think it's, it's very different and it does have to change. Uh, however, it's, I don't know. You're, you're walking a fine line because you should, the the guy who plays um, Kratos is uh, in God of War. He's black, but Kratos is white because they didn't have any people of color in uh, Greek mythology. <laughs> Unless you watch the Disney's Hercules, he, uh, Hermes is blue, and I assume he's I assume he's uh, black. <laughs> and Zeus is really dark skinned, he's super tan. <laughs> but Athena is like yellow. I don't know. Um. But, you know, now that these things are a little bit more forward facing uh, when when voice actors can be the main, like the main, fa- like Kristen Bell is Elsa or Anna, whatever the crap princess they are, um, they, and people know who they are and they follow their lives, uh, there needs to be some type of, some type of uh, stopgap for these things. So... Let's, all I want to say is uh, just hire, hire people of color to play characters of color and white characters. But white people should only play white people. The end. <laughs> Listen. If you like what you heard here, our website, seablesscomedy.com, where there's an interview with Kyle Kinane coming up. It's a great interview. Uh, I spoke to Kyle Kinane earlier this week, uh, right before the depression hit. And I, um, and, uh, he, I told it, I told a little story about, you know what? I might include it on the end of this episode. So if you're listening to the audio version of this episode, maybe I'll include the ending of, uh, Oh God, I don't want to, 
you know what? I don't want to do that because this is a very special story. <laughs> anyway, uh, one day I tweeted at Kyle something, and uh, and he's he's he said it sounded a little snarky, and I never. And so this is why I don't do news on the website anymore, and it was really great to see. Um, so maybe I'll include it at the end of this. Maybe I won't, but you'll definitely see the interview sometime soon in the next uh, couple of days or so. Uh, if you want to see a video version of the show, head to youtube.com slash equals comedy. We're going to see news time. This week's episode is about Peacock. If you want to follow us on Facebook, like us on Twitter at C plus comedy, Instagram at C plus comedy, me on Twitter and Instagram at chat black white rate and review this show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. I'm going to stop because the camera is going to turn off in a couple of seconds. All right. Bye.